genre. This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome to Theme Park This, the only podcast that dares ask the question, can we kidnap the animatronic president of the United States? <laughs> My name is Scott Corelli, and with me I have Kyle Crane. Hey, Scott. How's it going? And Brian Green. I'd be a little worried that the, the animatronic skin would like touch me, and I wouldn't like that sensation. So I really, <laughs> I'm not okay with that. Oh, uh, well. Sometimes you have to do what you got to do for, uh, for uh, some treasure. Um Today, we have decided to celebrate the 4th of July by uh, creating a theme park based on the Disney film franchise. Uh, is it a franchise if it's only two films? I don't know. Uh, National Treasure, uh, which is, of course, um, famously stars Nicolas Cage as Benjamin Franklin Gates. I really tried to think of, an, of, a, of a joke that had to do with Gates because <laughs> theme parks and Gates, but like... <laughs> I couldn't think of anything that wasn't just a pun. Um, yeah. So, uh, but uh, in any event, uh, National Treasure. Now, we had talked about uh, lots of options because we knew this episode was coming out on the 4th of July. We thought of a lot of options, but I think we settled on this being the most fun option mm-hmm. right. uh, that we could do. And still, you know, kind of like America themed and um, yeah, yeah, the National Treasure movies are, are, are really uh, silly, fun movies. Um, I had never seen them before. Kyle, had you seen them before? I saw the first one, watched the second one, and fell asleep halfway through it. So, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> um, what about what are you, are you, Brian? Oh, so I had seen the first one, and for the longest time, I thought to myself, like, oh, it's it's just Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford or Nazis. Uh, but I think I was trying too hard to, you know, I was th- I was just comparing it too much, and I realized much more when you tear off your brain <laughs> these movies are just a blast so yeah. i'd seen the first one and i'd watched the second one it was mocked by master pancake uh here in austin and uh so i just watched the second one again just as a straight viewing last night and damn these movies are fun they i are really I, fun. <laughs> they are just that perfect amount of stupid and fun yeah. and just you know when when riley says Oh God! Was it the uh, uh, the Mount Rushmore is a cover up yeah. <laughs> in, this, in the last movie? <laughs> I just my wife and I just laughed like cause it is such a stupid line, but it's like of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not so much a cover up as it is a middle finger to the Native American tribes that wa- that that. <laughs> That really yeah. loved that mountain, um, right. but <laughs> which is, I guess, a form of cover up because you're covering <laughs> up uh, the the natives' uh, uh, desire to keep their uh, mountain the way it is. But um, yeah, the the Mount Rushmore as a cover up is uh, is great. I I particularly love the the big moment, the trailer line moment of both mm-hmm. movies. The mm-hmm. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm going to kidnap the President of the United States. Oh yeah, and it's and they, in both movies, it's never done in a way that is natural. It is very <laughs> oh, no. much like okay, we have to get this trailer line into this because this is what everybody's here for. 
Yeah, um, but Scott, does Nicholas Cage do anything naturally? You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I look, I, 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 I like Nicholas Cage. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think he's, I think he's fun, and I don't think these. I we were um I was talking to my my girlfriend uh, Bethany about we were watching these together and we we're trying to figure out who else could have played uh, uh uh Benjamin Franklin Gates the only answer that we could come up with other than Nicolas Cage and it would require them to have been made nowish versus when they were made but if they would ever totally reboot this franchise and and really start over from scratch and do it now I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal is the only person. Uh-huh. Who can also play Benjamin Franklin Gates at the level that Nick Cage is is bringing it? If he does um, what he did as Mr. Music on John John Mulaney's special, I could definitely see him bringing that kind of energy to it. And oh working yeah, out really well. That was yeah. so much fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a he's a weirdo, and you need a little bit yeah. of a weirdo in this. I will say controversially, I will say I prefer the second film to the first film. Okay, and I and I think the reason is because to me, I think they found the the magic as far as balancing all of the po- the point of all of the characters versus the first one where it's like Ben Franklin Gates is like the guy who knows everything about everything. He knows everything about American history. He knows everything about conspiracy theories. He knows everything about everything. And there's nothing that he doesn't know. And then in the next one, they're like, no, actually – He's really just the American history guy. His buddy, what was his name? What's Riley, the, the guy? Riley Poole. Riley. Yeah, Riley is the conspiracy theory guy. And and uh uh the 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 lady whose name I forget too. Um what is her name? The oh. museum lady. <laughs> These aren't real characters. Dr. Um, Abigail, Chase, Abigail Chase, of course. Abigail Chase. How could you forget right. that? That's the most generic fictional female character name um so uh it's it's like close to helen um, so they 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 balance the characters figuratively you know in the script and they also balance them literally you on, know, on that yeah on that giant board yeah. thing and i i also love the second one because i can pinpoint i what the initial seed of an idea of what that movie was and what led to it to being what it was. I'm like, I was watching it. I was like, I guarantee you when they were thinking about making a sequel, they were like, all right, well, we can't just do Sean Bean again. So who's our villain in this one? And they're like, well, obviously it should be anti, it should be, it should be nega Ben Franklin Gates, right? Like we need, we need like a, like a, like an anti Ben Franklin Gates. Who is that going to be? And, and then they're like, they like figured it out and they were like, oh yeah, it should be somebody who, it does the same thing that he does, but on like an opposite opposing side. And then it's like, oh, the Civil War. He's for the Confederacy. <laughs> he's for the North. And then it just like built out from there. Like I could see it all happening. Um, uh, and and I, I just I really appreciate when big dumb movies uh, just like wear their whole concept on their sleeve like that. I just think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um and hell, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, what what is her name? Uh, Helen Mirren, <laughs> Not, right? Oh. Yeah, Helen Mirren. Yeah, no. um, Helen Mirren's in this, which I I called like when when I when when we were watching it, and it was like, oh, we have to go talk to my mom, and I was like, who could possibly play his mom? And I was like. <laughs> Helen Mirren, and then they went into her office, and it was her. And Bethany was like, "What did you just do? Did you just call <laughs> upon Helen Mirren?" Um, 
But you predicted uh, an actress that was in a twelve-year-old movie <laughs> that I'd never heard of or seen before. Um, but yes, uh, 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 thank you for uh, downgrading my superpower. Uh, you're, you're welcome, Ryan. <laughs> I'm glad. I I'm glad you're here to to keep my head on straight. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I had never seen these movies before and I had a lot of fun. My only complaint about the second one is Nick Cage has terrible hair in the second one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. He like, they got rid of the sideburns and I, I don't know what's going on with his hair. It's, uh, it's a mess. Um, I also love, I also love on Disney plus when you watch national treasure it's at the end it suggests national treasure 2 and when you get to the end of national treasure 2 it suggests national treasure so theoretically <laughs> you could just work a cycle of like w- back and forth back and forth seemingly i strongly forever. considered doing that because i wanted to watch <laughs> national treasure 1 again <laughs> yeah so um so we're yeah. looking forward to the series uh i don't what is the series it's it, i've heard that it's like a young indiana jones chronicles so Concept. I haven't heard much about it. I couldn't find much about it. You may have seen more than I have, but I know that there is a series coming out. Is it so it's not going to be Nicolas Cage? No, I don't think so. Oh. I think I think it's going to be uh him young, like uh uh and like maybe working with his dad and then I guess eventually meeting Riley, probably. Okay. As like another like <laughs> maybe Riley's like a kid. And and he's like in his twenties, like college age, and then he's working with his dad. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard that it's going to be something like that. Uh, that it's not. They want it to be a prequel because they don't want to ruin the idea of a actual theatrical sequel. Because not for nothing, but book Book of Secrets made like two hundred million dollars more than the first one. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, like it was not a flop. Like for some reason, in my mind, in like pop culture osmosis, the first one was a big hit, and the second one was like a little less of a of a hit. But mm. I think that was just people's—I don't know—like people just didn't like the second one as much as the first one. But it made like two hundred million dollars more, or something like that. It was a lot it, more money. At least back in January, uh, the uh, part three was still in development uh, in the yeah, script yeah. writing process. So yeah, yeah. it looks like uh, like you're saying that they could coexist side by side the series right. and the movie because it's the yeah. bad boys for life writers are writing the new one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Could be. Could be good. Um, I I do think it's funny that they like very blatantly set up a third movie in mm-hmm. uh at the end of the second one and i have no idea if it's going to have anything to actually do with the third movie or not um, i think that I, I saw something that was revealed that's on page was it 47 of the book yeah. of secrets yeah that i i found it. i didn't read it read too much into it but i think they did reveal what is on page 47 so i don't think that's what it's going to be yeah yeah oh well um anyway uh yeah i really i think this this big big dumb fun these movies really big dumb fun and i think i think the secret to making them work and and the secret to making our lands work is that they need to feel as much like a big spectacle fun movie as much as it feels like a field trip um yeah you just like merge those two things together and you get a national treasure movie uh watching those really does feel like going on a field trip Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know some explosions, but there's a little bit of information sprinkled in on top. Little, yeah. little, <laughs> little bit of education, but also like some of it is highly fictionalized. Totally, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But and, I think and, that's I think that's part of the fun, right? Yeah. I mean, is that you want that like kind of 
fictional idea of what American history, what you kind of mm-hmm. wish American history was versus right. what it actually is. The right. revisionist version we all kind of like have in our minds, I think, when we think about how this country was actually founded. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's here's my big question. Um, where where are you guys picturing your lands? Are you picturing them in a particular park? Oh, yeah. So I, I, I'm okay. a, a little worried that we, we crossed over here. I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah mine's in a very specific spot mine's in the world showcase okay oh, in epcot okay. all right yes. what about you kyle uh mine would be an extension to new orleans square uh in oh. disneyland interesting yeah. okay across the berm yeah yeah so mine i actually picture mine in the alternate universe where disney's america exists oh, and is gotcha. a theme park. okay we very did cool. it's and and it's over there um or or built somewhere else as Disney's America or whatever. I did mm-hmm. I did tweak some things. Um, that they should build exactly, it in Central Texas. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Um, but uh, anyway, all right, cool. So we all went in different directions. That's good. I think they fit in all of those places, though. That's yeah. that's the cool thing. So uh, I'm I'm really excited to get into this. So let's let's talk about our land. Uh, so let's get a description of our land. Kyle, let's start with you. Okay, great. So mine is going to be a National Treasure New Orleans Square expansion. And this is what it's going to be an expansion of New Orleans Square beyond the railroad berm. So uh, kind of built out there. It it would coexist with the existing New Orleans Square. And it would kind of be an updated more, I don't want to say adult, but maybe a little bit more real world version of everything you have in New Orleans Square right now. Okay. Uh, So the theme of this land would be a treasure hunt for the lost treasures of Jean Lafitte in the bayous of the Gulf Coast. Okay. Uh, so do you want me to get in kind of a, a overall theme of what the land is before we talk about the rides or, uh, yeah, well, cause we're, we, we're going to do like restaurants and attractions and, gotcha. and e-tickets still. But if you, if, yeah, if there's like a, a general sort of story that you're trying to, sure, to yeah. um, fit in, so, go ahead. So Ben Gates is on the hunt for the treasures of, uh, a treasure trove of seized goods by the pirate Jean Lafitte. How much do you guys know about Jean Lafitte? Nothing. I, nothing. Assume, nothing at all. Uh, no, nothing and assume nothing. Because okay, quick history you lesson here. Too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Quick history lesson here real quick. Uh, Jean Lafitte and his brother Pierre Lafitte were uh, pirates who were born in uh, Basque-occupied France who came to the United States and actually operated a, uh, a smuggling business out of a blacksmith shop in New Orleans. And I'll get into that in my, in my uh, land here itself. Uh, Jean Lafitte had a... Um, kind of a hideout in this place called Barataria Bay where they would take their stuff and, and after they would uh, seize it from ships. I think they sacked something like 100 ships in the Gulf, which is kind of crazy. Uh, in the Battle of 1812, uh, the United States armies came to the Lafitte brothers and said, uh, they destroyed their camp and said, if you don't fight for us, we're going to arrest you guys and everything. And during the Battle of New Orleans, which actually happened after the Battle of uh, the War of 1812 was over, um, it was an absolute massacre of the British because you had United States forces along with the pirates who fought with Jean Lafitte. And just to give you an idea of how big of a upset this was for the British, the war lasted, or the battle lasted 25 minutes. <laughs> and there were 2,084 uh, British soldiers either killed or wounded or captured. And the Americans were 13 killed, 30 wounded, and 19 captured. So wow. basically wow. Lafitte and his men were let go to become privateers after this. And they kind of went around Galveston, Texas, and New Orleans and just uh, robbed ships. And their treasure is no one knows where it is. So that's kind of the mystery behind my land right there. Interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like it. Very cool. And very you. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Very, very on brand for Kyle. Brian, what about you? Uh, so mine is going to be at the World Showcase in Epcot. Uh, it's going to be, of course, centered at the American Adventure, but we'll, we'll, we might expand past those boundaries. Uh, but it's mostly going to be focused around the Louisiana Purchase is what I'm going for here. Uh, and I'll get more into that uh, when I talk about my rides. All right. Cool. Well, uh, mine is uh, being set in a alternate sort of uh, Disney's America. And um, this is uh, which you can hear more about us uh, talking about the history of Disney's America. If you haven't heard about that, you can hear us talk about that on uh, the most recent uh, f- uh, Fast Pass um, on our Patreon. But uh, yeah, this is um, w- what I've basically done is created a, a um, national treasure area of the park that is um uh, so so essentially i'm gonna i'm gonna say this about my e-ticket ride um it is a hidden show building uh you are not meant to know where this is Hmm. um Mm -hmm. it is it is completely hidden and the idea uh, of the of the e-ticket ride is that it's shrouded in mystery no cameras are allowed and guests are sort of urged to keep the secret of of what it is um and uh, uh, you know, this would be very hard in the land of, uh, YouTubers who, uh, just cannot wait to have ride throughs on, mm-hmm. um, instantly a uh, day of the, right. the ride going live. But, uh, you know, I'm going to pretend that this exists in a world where, um, that doesn't happen, or at least where we can contain that information a little bit, because I, I think it's important that it's a secret. And so what we have in this world in in this in this land is um four sections and each each section is devoted to a moment a, a time in america's history so we have a colonial section devoted to uh like the the founding fathers and a western section um of course uh, uh devoted to the old west and also um a bit about the civil war uh, an industry section um, about you know the industrial revolution and uh, and the the world wars and then of course um, a world's fair that is uh, meant to celebrate uh, America's immigrants. Hmm. Um, but these are all sort of small sections in a otherwise larger park um, that uh, that are devoted to um, these these things and these all of these little areas and I'm picturing something about the size of um new orleans new orleans square so each of these is really just like like a small little like block of of area um it's just sort of like building toward what is the e-ticket attraction that i'll get to later um but uh that's that's it so it's a colonial section a western section an industry section and a world fair section that's really cool it's almost like a little theme park inside of the theme park (laughs) yes yes exactly definitely it's awesome yeah um so let's talk about restaurants kyle yeah. So, okay. My restaurant is actually based on a real place, uh, which Ooh. you can visit some point if you guys are ever in New Orleans or if any of the listeners ever go through New Orleans. It's called Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop. And it is like it sounds, Jean Lafitte's actual blacksmith shop. So this was a, um, it's a restaurant on Bourbon Street. And I say restaurant, it's kind of small. Like you can go in and just maybe about a hundred people could stay in there, but I'm picturing this would be a little bit bigger for a theme park <laughs> type thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I'm hoping that there could be some sort of maybe handshake deal going on between the actual Lafitte's the Lexmas shop and the one here in Disneyland. Uh, so when you walk up to it, it looks out of place with everything else on Bourbon Street and uh, in the French Quarter because it is actual uh, Spanish colonization architecture of the area. Uh, whenever the New Orleans is caught on fire a couple times and this building survived both of the fires. So it kind of stands out from everything. Uh, the, the building has like kind of like 
broken apart of uh, uh, like you, the brick is exposed on the outside and when you go in there's like you know like 200 year old like floorboards or whatever that you can walk across so that they squeak and stuff like that and uh, the shutters are kind of like falling off so it looks haunted almost which is actually funny because the rumor is, is that the place is actually haunted uh, so I'm thinking that this place could have some it you you have the Blue Bayou Lagoon in Disneyland, which kind of serves as the sit down area. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's that little like walk up area where they have like mint juleps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and beignets. beignets. Yep. Yeah. Which are so good. Uh, so and good. this is what I'm thinking is maybe a little bit different. Kind of serves the counter service type area where you would walk up, get a plate, go back to a table and eat. So it kind of fill in that spot between a sit down restaurant and just a walk up counter to get delicious beignets at. Um, but one of cool, the cool things about the Lafitte's blacksmith shop is that it has its own signature drink, which is called a voodoo daiquiri. So I'm going to break the rule here and we're serving alcohol in Disneyland. <gasps> but it's, it's about the time. Burn. Yeah, it is about time. Yeah, I'm clutching and my I- pearls. You'll can't see it right now but my pearls are clutched they are clutched yeah just imagine how much they could bring in on uh on grape slushies which is basically what it is it's a voodoo daiquiri uh it's a purple drink and it's uh very popular in new orleans people get in there and walk around with them and i've had it before it's pretty good but um i'm thinking kind of to go with the theme of everything uh it's uh, this supposedly the 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 bar is haunted by the ghosts of people who perished in one of the fires. I think it's the fire of 1794 in New Orleans. So maybe you'd hear like little whispers and stuff like that going on. But, uh, you know, just to kind of keep it in the theme. So that's it. It's uh, based on a real place. It's uh, Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop. So there you go. All right. Very cool. Uh, I would like to go to there. Um, <laughs> Brian, what about your restaurant? Uh, so for mine, I have gone with a place called Riley's. Uh, Riley Pool. That's the only reason I knew this name off the top of my head. Ah. Riley Pool has uh, a Ferrari. Yes, he has a Ferrari, <laughs> and uh, uh, he has taken all of his money from his uh, plundering, and he has invested on making a making a bar. Uh, I'm thinking along this along the lines of like Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar at Disney Springs. Oh, uh, so it's all going to be cool. sort of themed around. Uh, treasure and uh, American conspiracy theories because you know that's his specialty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, that kind of uh, that line of decor, you can get specialty cocktails that are all themed after the uh, uh, different conspiracies of the United States. I can't and- wait to drink a lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what would a lizard people be? I don't know. It'd be green. Oh. It'd be green. Yes. Jalapeno sl- uh, mojito slushy. Yeah. <laughs> I would drink that. Yeah, I yeah. would drink that. Sure. Yeah. So- um, that's Riley's. I guess. I guess that makes us all lizard people. Um, <laughs> eh. It was coming, yeah, at some point. Yeah, <laughs> if, I, honestly, if we were lizard people, we'd all be much more successful than we are. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, okay, so my restaurant is in the World's Fair section of uh, this land, and it is the World's Fair food court, which uh, just features American immigrant-inspired cuisine. Uh, and so, you know, there's, uh, there's like a Jewish deli and there's a, um, there's like an Italian place where you can get some, get, get pizza. Uh, there is, um, you know, some, uh, Chinese food and, you know, just like all of the things that you sort of come to expect. Um, you know, there's a, there's an Irish inspired like pub area, Hmm. uh, all the things that you would expect, um, from a, a, uh, section of the, of the park about, um, American immigrants and, and the types of cuisines that would be featured there. 
Uh, and uh, I just think it would be sort of a, a nice way to um, kind of like learn about different cuisines. And I and I also think that while while this is meant to be a sort of uh, kind of cafeteria style quick service thing, um, the level of food is definitely a few notches above that. It's not mm. um, uh, it, it, it's all sort of um, uh, not made in like gigantic batches uh, mm. so that uh, it's just sitting there all day. Um, it, it's made to be sort of uh you know it's just constantly moving like it's constantly being cooked um so that uh you know the stuff is is fresh and uh and and good um and each obviously like epcot um each restaurant is run by uh people of the uh, nationality and and uh uh, uh that it's uh, representing um but uh yeah that's uh that's my that's my restaurant the that world's fair food fantastic Court. yeah yeah i love that idea yeah, I think it's pretty. I think it'd be pretty good. Um, so that brings us to attractions. Now, this is where things start getting interesting. <laughs> Kyle, yes. what is your attraction? So let me get back into the overall story for my stuff here for a minute. Uh, the idea going on here is that uh, you're following in the footsteps of Benjamin Gates, who was not able to finish his quest in looking for the treasure of Jean Lafitte. He needs your help. So uh, he is. In, he's being pursued by a private military corporation that was uh, purchased by a tech billionaire. Haven't filled that part of the story in yet, but they're also trying to track down the treasure of Jean Lafitte to kind of like uh, 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 maybe uh, put some money into a seasteading operation or something like that of building their own version of the United States in the Gulf of Mexico. So they think they can find enough treasure here. They're going to uh, supplement uh, by by doing that. So you're basically have this group of private military contractors hot on your heels and you're trying to find the treasure before they do. And you're trying to find the map to find the treasure of Jean Lafitte. And to do that, you have to find it in a New Orleans cemetery, uh, particularly at the grave of Marie Laveau. So uh, do you guys are familiar with Marie Laveau at all? No. Okay. So Marie Laveau, also known as the voodoo queen of New Orleans. Basically she was a freed woman uh, who lived during the time of Jean Lafitte in New Orleans and uh, was kind of popular and had a lot of political pull in the area because she was the uh, place where all the rich people in New Orleans would go to to solve their problems. And she would uh, perform voodoo ceremonies and uh, kind of this this weird amalgamation of like uh, Roman Catholicism and voodoo that kind of exists down in New Orleans. And uh, one of the great things she did is she was a hairdresser and she had other hairdressers with her who would go all into all the rich people's houses and do their hair and learn all the secrets about everybody in town. So they might find out if somebody has you know, the stomach flu or something like that. Anyway, um, the idea here is that she was working in conjunction with Jean Lafitte at the time. And whenever he passed away before her, she was the one who took the map to his treasure. So the idea is that it would be an indoor maze that took place at night through a New Orleans cemetery. And I'm sure you guys have seen the New Orleans cemeteries before. They're all mm -hmm. above ground, kind of in the Haitian style. Uh, mm -hmm. So I was kind of thinking about stuff that would tie in with that area. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you had these private military contractors maybe chasing you through a cemetery that you're trying to get through and maybe solve clues like Benjamin Gates would to find this puzzle. So the idea is that you would go in uh, kind of with a map that was given to you by the, uh, the uh, cast member before you go in with your group. And this entire area, maybe in like a larger warehouse that kind of is made up to look like at night, we kind of have interlocking areas. It's almost like an escape room that you have to work through to get to this final area. And kind of it would work where no two groups would be in the same area at the same time. So you might have like a total of four areas you have to go through. And there's a combination lock that basically moves you to the next area. 
so that you're you're going through and maybe like solving clues or riddles based on uh, the different grades. Like push this brick here and it opens up something and it moves you on to the next section like that. Um, but the entire time you're being pursued by these private military contractors. So you'd hear them maybe in the next section coming after you see their flashlights moving around in the distance to kind of give you this air of like, okay, we need to try to make through this as fast as we can. Uh, eventually you're led to Marie Laveau's grave, which is a tourist attraction in new Orleans. Uh, and Ben Gates has set up an entire UV light system here. So basically you have to get in there and activate the UV light system. And once that hits the grave, you find out that the map to Jean Lafitte's treasure is actually written on her grave. Oh. Uh, so there are one of the things you do when you go to New Orleans and you visit Marie Laveau's grave is you take a piece of chalk or uh, dirt with you and you mark an X on her grave and it's supposed to bring good luck to you. So one of these X's would light up kind of in purple and that would show you on a map like, oh, well, here's where we need to go to find mm-hmm. the... Uh, to find the to, to find the treasure so uh nothing supernatural going on but and kind of like taking this and turning a twist on new orleans square i kind of wanted this to be my fit in for the haunted mansion in a bit of a way kind of the original mm-hmm. idea for the haunted mansion is a walkthrough attraction mm-hmm. uh but there's nothing supernatural going on here the entire idea is kind of you're being chased and you're trying to be quiet and solve these clues the whole time in a da vinci code type setting something that benjamin gates would get himself into so yeah that is uh, i'm calling it laveau's key and uh that is the my attraction so very cool. Yeah, Brian. What yeah. about you? All right. So uh, for my uh, for my attraction, I'm actually going to be reskinning, retheming uh, the American Adventure here, uh, oh. taking out uh, taking out uh, Ben Franklin and uh, who was uh, Mark Twain, uh, taking them out, and I'm just playing animatronic Benjamin Gates. Uh, he is <laughs> at this point he has had a couple of adventures, so he is no longer you know considered a laughing stock of Washington. He is you know people actually believe him now, and so he is going to be telling the story of America's greatest conspiracy theories and also uh, unfound treasure that still hides in this very country. Um, so he's going to uh, spend lots of time uh, discussing, you know, different, uh, uh, different uh, sites of treasure in the country. And then at the end, he's, he reveals that he has discovered a mysterious symbol on a page of jo- Thomas Jefferson's Bible, and he's hoping you can help him unlock its secrets but then he is shut down. His his, uh, his speech is shut down at the end there because he is sto- he has actually stolen that Bible from the uh, Smithsonian, and so <laughs> that's the end. It's because he he reveals oh here's the secret symbol, and then he shut down and he can't continue on. Okay, all right, interesting. Uh, I assume that's to lead you into the e-ticket, right? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. All right. No, I just stopped. I, I just end that plot line nope. right there. Um, <laughs> I, I just didn't feel like continuing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So my attraction is um, elaborate, which uh, I, I um, ought to do. Um, so uh, in each of these sections that I've talked about, um, and just as a refresher, those sections being colonial Western industry and world's fair, each of these sections has in it an attraction and a, in a sort of, um, escape room kind of scenario. And so in the colonial section, there is a, uh, an attraction sort of akin to, um, the American adventure or, uh, probably more akin to, um, the, uh, 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 the, the Lincoln, um, attraction at Disneyland. Uh, this is an attraction that features the founding father signing the declaration of independence. Um, and, uh, 
in the western section there is a um a wagon ride that is sort of akin to uh pirates of the caribbean um but it is a wagon ride through the west and we uh we we see uh scenes involving the native americans lewis and clark the gold rush and uh the civil war uh in the industry section there is um the the uh the very uh, famously unbuilt uh Disney's America roller coaster industrial revolution is um in that section uh and then in the world fair section uh there is a a a show or attraction that is um cuz you know when you have world's fair um world's fair is uh equal parts like epcot equal parts um, sort of a, a world uh, exploration kind of thing and cultural exploration as much as it is um, sort of a look to the future and futurism and things like that. So there is the uh, the World's Fair uh, food court for the um, uh, the worldly section. And then the futurist section is a show attraction that I pick and picturing sort of akin to Earthquake. Um, that is about uh, the space race and about the 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 moon landing. Um, so, in each of these sections, there are also uh, lots of places to um, explore. You can go in any of the buildings, right? And so, like, you go into New Orleans Square now, and it's like you see all these building facades, and there's stuff in there, but you're not allowed to go in there for the most part. Um, the difference here is that. Any room in any of these places you can walk through and walk into and explore and look at. Um, and so in each of these sections, you are uh, finding clues that are going to lead to the e-ticket attraction. And so when you um, go through the gates to this land, um, everyone is required to either have a uh, in-ear headphones um, or a closed caption device. This is something that they will provide for you if you don't have it already, or you can also bring your own because what they're handing you is like a little box that you, you know, you plug your headphones into. Um, and the, the box is, uh, it, it's being given to you under the guise that it is like, you know, those things that you listen to when you go to a museum and they right. like, kind of like talk through like what you're looking at and stuff like that. But as you're going through each of these sections and you're getting these little tour guide things, um, someone breaks into the, into the call and then you get, uh, Ben Gates and Riley talking to you about what they actually need you for. And here's the situation. Uh, they have, they have, uh, uh, an idea of, they, they know about, uh, a, a treasure that has never been discovered, and, but they, they have the first clue and it is in the colonial section and you need to go through the colonial section and each section to find the clues that will lead to where the treasure is located. Um, and, uh, they need you to do it because now they are too famous and they can't get away with this, with doing it themselves anymore. <laughs> that's smart. Um, yeah. So the guests have to do it now. Um, and so that's why they're using you. And so in the sec, in the, in the, uh, colonial section, you have that founding father signing the declaration of independence show. Um, and in that show, you're starting to get clues about the origins of the Freemasons and how the founding fathers are part of the Freemasons. Um, in the Western section, you learn about, uh, the Freemasons getting attracted to the gold rush and going out West. Lewis and Clark were supposedly Freemasons. 
um, and you learn about the Civil War and how the Freemasons split in the Civil War because you had Freemasons who were on the northern side, obviously, and the southern side. And the uh, the the Freemasons on the southern side were basically banned from Freemasonry at that point, um, and and uh, uh, just sort of um, you know became part of the Confederacy. But in that section, you learn that um, that the Freemasons did. Uh, uh, get a large amount of gold during the California gold rush. And they had this treasure and were moving it amongst themselves um, to sort of fund uh, uh, Freemasonry uh, in whatever pursuits that they happen to have. Um, And then during the split, the Freemasons who were who joined the Confederacy didn't get any of that gold because they were sort of banned from Freemasonry, and um, they've uh, harbored some resentment. Let's just say, hmm. um, as we go into the industry section, this is where we learn about uh, World War II and the fact that Nazis and Hitler were not a fan of the Freemasons and Freemasonry, and the suggestion here, which very well may not be. Uh, uh, historically accurate at all, but uh, let's bear in, bear in mind, please, that National Treasure is not a historically accurate document. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but but the idea here is that the surviving members of the Freemasons that joined the Confederacy then team up with the Nazis to take out the Freemasons to steal back the California gold that was taken that they see as being taken from them during the Civil War. Okay. So that's where we're at. Okay. So the Nazis steal the California gold and now they have access to it. And this is what we learn during in a series of clues. This is not just like presented outright. It's a series of clues and ciphers and all the stuff that you expect to have in a national treasure movie. Only you are experiencing it firsthand as Riley and Ben Franklin walk you through it in your earpiece or closed caption device for the hearing impaired. So then we go into the World's Fair section, and it is it is then in the section uh, about in the in the show attraction that is devoted to um, the space race and landing on the moon that we learn that the Nazis took the California gold to the moon, and it is on a base <laughs> on the moon, and that's wow. when we get the thing that you've all been waiting for, which is Ben Franklin. Gates saying you're going to have to hijack a NASA space shuttle and go to the moon. Oh, oh my God, God. Scott! <laughs> and that and that leads us to our e-ticket attraction. You just raised the bar so high. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> so 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 the 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 line of you're going to have to hijack a NASA space shuttle and go to the moon. Obviously, that is my trailer line that I felt was necessary <laughs> in a national treasure story and. This is the moment where you get they print off what is essentially a fast pass for the e-ticket ride and it's the only way you can access the e-ticket ride because what it essentially is is fake NASA credentials. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> yeah. And so this is how you're going to be able to to get onto the e-ticket ride. Um and more on that uh later. So, so I've always joked about how the next Fast and the Furious is always going to be the one that where they go to space. Like eventually they have to go to space, right? <laughs> of course, of I, course. I never thought National Treasure three. I'd be thinking, oh man, he needs to go to space. Yeah, <laughs> you know who did this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, all great franchises go there. You know, it's Leprechaun 3, Leprechaun in Space. You know, it's the only way for National Treasure to go. Yeah, Jason X. 
Yes, Jason X. Yeah. Best one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kyle, what is your e-ticket attraction? So, my e-ticket, I don't think it's quite as ambitious as hijacking a NASA, a NASA space shuttle. <laughs> Uh, but it is going to be what I call a uh, Barataria outrun. Uh, so basically what has happened here is you now have the map to the lost treasure of Jean Lafitte and you have to get there before the PMC does. Cause somehow they got their own version of it as well. So, uh, this ride would recreate the feeling and sensation of traveling on a fan boat, uh, through swamps. So if you guys have ever seen a fan boat, it's like this giant piece of metal with a huge fan stuck to the back of it. And you basically mm. use it to shoot at high speeds across swampland or wetlands, stuff like that. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and check out actually the first episode of the Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, they do this great uh, thing where a couple of um, Boy Scouts are on a fan boat with a, um, I don't know, like a, a relative of some famous Native American. And they're going through the Florida Everglades talking about it. It's, it's actually really cool looking. Anyway, these things travel really, <laughs> really, really fast. And I kind of want to recreate the sensation of traveling really fast across water so you'd be on some sort of fan boat type system uh, where you're be- being pursued by the private military contractors who are going to be shooting at you the whole time. Uh, so I'm kind of thinking of uh, take something like Pirates of the Caribbean and kind of crank it up to 11 with this. So the whole time you'd be going through swamps, you'd be like hiding in different boathouses while they're coming through and trying to shine a flashlight to find you. And uh, you're trying to follow the map the whole time where eventually uh, you get there by running between a couple of fan boats that crash into each other and explode behind you. So uh, that's it. It's uh, it's just based more of the sensation of moving very fast across water instead of a slow water ride like most Disney rides are. So uh-huh. uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Barataria Outrun. Uh, eventually you find Jean Lafitte's treasure and you stop the, uh, the, the tech billionaire from building his own sea steading operation out in the Gulf of Mexico. So that's awesome. It. Yeah, that's great. Brian, what about you? All right. So uh, you're in the American Pavilion. Uh, the guests are going to be uh, are going to be searching for the symbols, the same symbol that was in Thomas Jefferson's Bible. Uh, if you find uh, if you find one, there are going to be several scattered throughout the area. So it's not just like a bunch of people lined up to find the same one. Uh, if you find one, you're going to scan your magic band at it and it's going to open a hidden doorway. You enter through uh, enter the hidden doorway, and it's going to take you to the pre-show area. Uh, in there, uh, in there, uh, Gates is going to uh, Gates going to tell writers that he believes Jefferson knew of a treasure in land owned by the French, and the clues he needs uh, he needs to find it lie in a letter that was sent to James Monroe from Thomas Jefferson uh, when James Monroe was negotiating the uh, the Louisiana Purchase. Um, so he's uh, so they're going to go. Uh, the writers have to go to the French Pavilion of Epcot uh, from here. They're going to uh, the in, when in France, the explorers are going to find the symbol again. They're going to scan their magic band, be, uh, and then they will find the letter to Monroe. On the back, there's going to be uh, ciphers that will uh, help them decipher a map. Uh, Gates discovers, however, that the clues were misinterpreted, and the treasure was actually seven, several thousand miles west in modern day Texas. Um, <laughs> So, writers are going to uh, writers now will uh, have to actually go to Mexico because they're because uh, that's because that was going to be that was modern uh, current day Mexican land. So in uh, so in current day Texas is actually going to be in uh, Mexico at the time. Uh, when in Mexico, writers are going to b- uh, board a boat on the Grand Fiesta tour, and if and only if they have scanned their Magic Band at all of the previous p- places before, the boat is actually going to take off and go a different direction from the normal route of the grand fiesta tour. Uh, wow. 
so oh, Gates uh, <laughs> that rules <laughs> yeah. right uh yeah. so Gates finds out that uh there's actually a more accurate version of the treasure map uh General Santa Ana had it uh during the Mexican Revolution uh, during the or, sorry the Texas Revolution uh General Santa Ana had it and they actually inscribed it on his fake wooden leg uh, this fake wooden leg was uh, is actually a real thing. It's uh, it was uh, stolen in the Mexican War by some um, some soldiers from Illinois, uh, and is actually in, a, in an Illinois museum to this day. Uh, so to get this map, uh, Benjamin Gates, I'm going to steal Santa Ana's leg. Uh, I'm going to get are- that leg. So at this point, the boat is actually the boat is going to take riders back to the American Adventure Pavilion. Uh, so it's going to be underwater in the uh, or, or underground in the you know in the tunnel system, and they're going to be they're going to enter the final show building uh, from that boat. Uh, riders will leave their boat. Uh, they're going to be boarding a a, lar- a a large vehicle. I'm thinking something along the lines of the Indiana Jones uh, the Indiana Jones car or the dinosaur car, uh, and they're going to be going underneath they're going to find out that the map is taking them underneath the alamo because yes the alamo does have a basement now um <laughs> so we're going to be going underneath the alamo that what's going to happen though is uh, the car is actually going to have to go into a mall because right because the alamo uh, if you've ever seen a map of it what we know of the alamo like the the general facade of that is actually only the chapel of the alamo the the wall of it actually extended uh, several city blocks further out than it is, and so you can actually see a line on the city streets where the original uh, the original wall was. And part of that is actually a mall nowadays. So you're uh, so you're actually going to have to drive this uh, drive this car into a mall, and it's going to go uh, go down underground into a uh, into a spot that has been closed off. Uh, it will open up, and then you will go to an underground cavern that is going to have all of the treasure that you will find. That's so nice. Cool. Yeah. And it's so uniquely Texas, I think, too. <laughs> yeah. I come up with something based around the Alamo. I love that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got to stay on brand all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, okay. So you, you, uh, you have gotten your, your fake NASA credentials, um, AKA your fast pass, uh, onto the e-ticket ride. Um, and the entrance to this, uh, which you are, you are talked through with, uh, ben and Riley in your ear, um, talking you through directions on how to get there. And what you find is basically a nondescript entrance to a building with two cast members um, who are uh, basically working as security, air quotes, um, for uh, this NASA base um, that is a, a secret NASA base. And so you, you flash them your credentials or your fast pass and, uh, and they let you through. And so, um, then you enter the uh, the this sort of um, NASA building where uh, Ben is talking you talking to you through your earpiece um, about the mission and what the situation is and the the concept is that you are basically going to uh, replace um, there are there are uh, six NASA astronauts who are um, going on a, uh, a shuttle mission and you are going to replace five of them um, all but the pilot essentially. And uh, the idea is that you uh, board this um, space shuttle simulator after um, Ben, Ben Gates and uh, the others take care of the other, uh, the other uh, 
uh, NASA astronauts. So is, um, uh, is Ben Gates a murderer now? No, no. He just, okay. you know. I sure take care of. and <laughs> No, he just locked them in a room or something. Um, okay. Got to keep it PG. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, these movies are rated PG after all, um, which is the weirdest part about them, I would say. <laughs> uh, so so uh, while Ben, Ga- ben and, and his crew take care of uh, the other astronauts so that you can replace them, um, you bore the space shuttle uh, with the um, – the uh, uh, the pilot is already on board in his spot. Um, this is an animatronic pilot, uh, obviously in like a spacesuit, and uh, is like saying like you know oh, what took you so long? Like everybody have a seat, let's go. And then as the shuttle is taking off, NASA realizes what has happened and that you've hijacked the space shuttle. Um, but the uh, you you shut off communication and or Ben shuts off the c- communication. Ben and Riley shut off communication and tell the pilot to take off because you're taking all of these people to the moon um and so (laughs) and so you uh you you're on the space shuttle simulator and you go to the moon um once on the moon once you land the shuttle breaks apart into a moon rover that heads into an abandoned nazi stronghold underground um and uh there you uh you ride through with uh Ben talking to you uh about you know all of the all of the things that require to be talked to about solving the puzzles and clues um involved in the Nazi stronghold uh in order to gain access to the lost California gold stolen by Nazis and uh once you're there in the treasure room where the gold is uh the the re- there is a reveal that the entire room that you're in, um, because remember the space shuttle broke apart, so there is no way back now. You're just in the rover, um, and that rover is not getting you back to Earth. But what you reveal is that the entire treasure room is a giant escape pod, oh and my so God. the whole thing lifts out of the like the big hole in in, in the in the moon, the big crater. Um, it comes out of that, and then just jettisons back to earth with the uh nazi gold and of course all is forgiven by the u.s military and u.s government because <laughs> you brought back california gold from the nazi moon base <laughs> you're a hero now yeah you're yeah. a hero now so is uh are we gonna get harvey Keitel going oh yeah we, that's that's we'll, like we'll so get- you know you know the part on uh indiana jones adventure at the very end when indiana jones is like god ah, should have been you know <laughs> next time you're on your own that's yeah. that's harvey Keitel. harvey Keitel going <laughs> yeah uh, i guess we forgive you <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll forgive you <laughs> and he's like rubbing his ring his freemason ring because <laughs> freemasons got their gold back so here's what i'm i'm realizing about at least you and I, Scott, is that like there are going to be a lot of grumpy dads who can't figure out how to get on these rides. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to be really ticked off about ours. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Dads and grumpy tees. And- hey, you know what? All the dads need to do is just watch someone else do it and just repeat it. I mean, it's yeah. not that hard. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. They can cheat. It's fine. It's, I mean, that's, and that's, that's the thing is like if you really want the experience, you can do it. And and try to solve all the things without any spoilers, or you can watch somebody else do it and then just follow their their uh, their moves and 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 take care of it. Um, but yeah, I I think it's important to the story that you feel like you're part of national treasure by solving the clues um, and and getting that uh, that trailer moment. Oh yeah, go steal his leg. 
uh, I well, stealing stealing someone's peg leg is uh, or wooden leg is uh, is definitely a downgrade from uh, kidnapping the president and stealing the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. You know what? I really don't care. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Oh, absolutely. It is funny. Yeah. It is funny. Yeah. Look, I would go see any movie that had somebody in a trailer saying that they were going to steal some uh, Saint Anne's leg. You know? Yeah. Like sold day one opening yeah. night. I'm there. Yeah. Maybe that can be an episode of the 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 Young National Treasure Chronicles. Yeah. I would so be on board with this. Though someone would say King of the Hill did it because Cotton Hill does steal Santa Anna's leg in an episode. Ah, <laughs> yes, it all becomes clear. Yeah, it's all clear. <laughs> it's your secret backdoor to get a King of the Hill ride in. Right yes. Yeah. Oh my God, we're, we're doing a King of the Hill episode sometime, right? Oh, we have. Oh to. yeah, I have to. Lawn mower racing, you know, <laughs> something. <laughs> We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, so anyway, uh, happy 4th, everyone. Um, if you didn't listen to this on the 4th, uh, I, I hope you enjoyed it anyway. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, be, be on the lookout for Nazi gold um, or stolen Always Nazi am. gold. Yeah. I like the idea because you've always heard like the, the idea of like lost Nazi gold. I just like yeah. the idea of making it that they stole it from us first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it was all someone else's gold to begin with. You know, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. So yeah. I don't like calling it Nazi gold. It's it, like uh, all it's, the tre- like all the treasure that's in National Treasure One was is past hands multiple yeah. times. They even say, yeah, yeah. That's one of the things that I do like about those movies. That it always ends with him being like, yeah, and then we're going to return all of the treasures to the cultures that own it. That's that right. it was stolen. It's much from. less problematic. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not like we're going to put it on a museum into a museum. He's always like, yeah, and then we'll just return it to the people. Like his whole deal with the. Uh, with uh, the president and the second one is just like, and then I'll find this treasure and then you can return it to the native people and you'll be the greatest president that's ever lived. And he's like, <laughs> you're right. That is a good, that is a good plan. I like that plan. It's a very optimistic look at, you know, our government. Well, sometimes <laughs> some, is it, is it, is it honest? No. Is it a nice to live in that world for a little while? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's it's nice. It makes you feel good to be an American when you watch National for, Treasure. Yeah, just for a, just for a little <laughs> while, for like yeah. an hour forty five minutes. We stand a true American hero, Benjamin <laughs> Franklin <laughs> Gates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't forget to uh, you know sign up for our Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, we have uh, the other Fourth of July part uh, uh, episode about Disney's America on there. It's also yep, yeah. follow us on twitter it's uh theme park this on twitter instagram and we have the theme park this listener group on facebook mm-hmm. and we are doing a our next episode up um next week we're going to be doing a re-theming of uh indiana jones adventure oh, in yeah. disneyland yeah. um and dinosaur simultaneously yes we're gonna they do a, gotta go a dual re-theme uh <laughs> so that'll be that'll be a, a fun episode and that'll be exclusive to patreon otherwise we will see you in two weeks Uh, for another episode of Theme Park This. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.